So the ultimate question is, does anybody actually like Back to the Future Part 3? Wake me up when it's over. Uh, so, so the answer is no. No, we all got to the end of Part 2 and we're like, all right, that's enough. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I would say so. I'm almost confused a little bit because I feel like the first one was good enough. And people liked number two. Oh, but people do remit. People do, people do sequels when they're not necessary. You know what it's like. You know that one. I, I, I equate that one to the Matrix, in that the first. What are we up to now? Seventeen. Seventeen, eighteen matrices. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first Matrix was a masterpiece, and they probably weren't planning a sequel. And then uh, they realized the success, and they said, "All right, we'll do two sequels." And they shot them at the same time and released them like a year apart. And just like Back to the Future, parts two and three, wasn't really uh, fully necessary. You know what I mean? So, the long and the short of it is, gotta get back in time. Oh, we're doing a podcast, aren't we? Yeah. So anyway, hi, everybody. This is How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the Osip Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is the first episode of the month of December. The year is 2018. We're recording a little early this week just to uh, get things out of the way because of the holiday. So uh, we're here on Black Friday and... um, it's a it's a little bit of a of a nut house here in the recording studio, also known as my kitchen, uh, because for whatever reason on Black Friday we decide to cook yet another turkey. I think it's because you get a free turkey at the at the store, but uh, if uh, we're going somewhere else for Thanksgiving, we uh, we don't want to cook that on Thursday, so we do it today. And that's understandable. Hey, you know what? It feeds us for a week. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, what else is going on in this household? So you'll be hearing noises like turkey basting and maybe a cat. And uh, I think the dryer's done, but uh, it'll be it'll be a bit of a of a cacophony or a, a cacophony if you'd or like. Or a catophony. Why don't you Why don't there? you subsequently stop it? I see we're already off to a good start here. Uh, anyway, the, the producer engineer of this episode is Mr. Sean Ryan. Hello, Sean. Hey, Jack. And a, and a happy belated th- Thanksgiving to you. And a happy belated gravy day to you. And, and to all of our listeners, we hope that you had a fantastic holiday. Uh, we're able to uh, enjoy what, uh, what you're thankful for and whatnot. And uh, we're going to uh, jump right into it now that we're uh, into the... The midst of the holiday season, and uh, yeah, we're in the throes of it now. Yeah, hey, look at the bright side. So before you know it, spring training will be here. In another what? Couple months? Uh, three months? February-ish is when they start to report. Okay, so three months. Yeah. So it'll be. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. As long as we don't have any of those, you know, five-inch blizzards that nobody's prepared for. I think we'll be okay. You know, it's funny because the rest of the country, like at least the bit, like, you know, the, the Midwest, five inches is nothing. Right. Or the Great Lakes. Yeah. A blizzard to them is like five feet. Right, exactly. A du- five inches to them is like a dusting. And then down south, you see a dusting in like Atlanta and everyone freaks out. Oh, yeah. You know, we're right in the middle. 
Oh, yeah. Except when we're not prepared. Right. Anywho, uh, we got some interesting things to get to. We'll try and make it quick today, since uh, I know that the uh, the holiday season has everyone kind of running around and probably don't want to spend a lot of time listening to us ramble, you know, as I always say at all the trivia. Neither do I. No, I know. I know. (laughs) Set myself up for that one, didn't I? Mm -hmm. As I say at all the trivia events advertising the podcast, I always say, remember, if you uh, want to hear more of this annoying voice, subscribe to How You Play the Game. I'm lowering your feed right now. That's because I I leaned in just slightly. I'll I'll lean back. Okay, now I'll raise it. Now you'll raise it. Okay. Uh Yeah. How about now? We now, now? Yes. Now. Everything that's happening now, now is happening, happening now. Good. Well, let's get started. Sure. The first thing I want to I want to uh, cover is uh, I'm going to mess up these names. These are these are Dutch names. Okay. Um. There is this article is from uh, BBC Sport and it came out on Wednesday the. Tw- I'm sorry, Tuesday the 20th? Tuesday the 20th of, of November. Um, the, uh, the, the Netherlands and Germany uh, played a soccer game and uh, finished in a 2-2 draw. However, it was following the game that uh, Liverpool uh, defender, who I believe was playing for the Netherlands, um, Virgil van Dijk, D-I-J-K. I'm guessing here. I could be completely wrong. D-I-J-K. Dijk. 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 Maybe the J is silent. It could be. I'm, I'm, <laughs> bless you. Ah. You all right there, buddy? I heard, I heard that huh. pop. Well, I'll, I'll have to edit that. Ah, that's awkward. So I anyway, never sneezed during a podcast. Well, there's a first time for everything, buddy. Yeah. Guy. Wind. So go ahead. So anyway, so Deke, Deke Virgil yeah. van Deek, he he consoled Romanian referee Ovidiu Hatigan. Again, I'm sorry with the names, because just before the match started, Hatigan found out that his mother had died. And what happened was apparently uh, in the build up up to the match, he found out about this, and right after the final whistle, van Deek showed his human side. And went right to him, and he said, "Quote that that man broke down, stood with tears in his eyes because we had he had just lost his mother. I wished him strength and said he had refereed well. It's a small thing, but I hope it helped him. Um, you know, it's it, it, it it's a small act like that that goes so much farther than people realize. And what's what's interesting to mention about it is that at no point." Did anyone not do their jobs, not play hard, not, you know, uh, make a concession uh, in the, the way that they competed? Um, you know, it, w- it was more about the fact that upon the conclusion of the competition, he came to his senses and said, there's more to life than what we just did. And, and and gave a small compliment to a man who clearly was struggling internally and did a probably a fantastic job during the match and it's just it the the actions speak louder than words um 
you know, and, and we don't know if there was any chirping going on during the match. Maybe, you know, maybe guys were on this guy's case. I don't know. But still, it was just, it's just, it's very sensitive. And the fact that they, that this guy realized what really was at stake here and what really mattered was, was something to be commended. So that's all I wanted to say about that was just say, you know, a, a good job to him. And this was before the game where he, the where the ref found out he found out before the game and then it was after, after the, game the game that they consoled him that's, that's yeah okay so it was just just a nice nice gesture and a nice touch i mean like you said the 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 fact that the referee was continuing to do his job right um you know you know from the outside looking in you would never have right. thought right exactly what would have happened? It's very akin to a couple of years ago when the Marlins lost pitcher Jose Fernandez. Oh man! And that was yeah terrible. Um, when they took the field the next day, the home plate umpire is was a retired umpire John Hirschbeck, and Hirschbeck uh, has been through this a couple of times. He's lost both of his sons to a rare genetic disorder. Um. So it was kind of apropos that he was the one working the plate that night as they, you know, kind of began to heal and come back. And, and Hirschbeck said, you know, all I could do is as each person came up to the plate, I just said, I'm very sorry for your loss. And I think that that's important because, you know, basically he showed his human side. He did his job. If people struck out or they didn't like a call, they just said whatever and they moved on because they realized what was, what was really happening there. You know, they realized that there was a little bit more at stake. There was a little bit more that meets the eye rather than disagreeing with a borderline strike call. Right. You know, so it's kind of, it's just, it's little things like that that can really make a difference. You know, maybe we can all find something like that in our lives when it doesn't even have to be during the course of competition where we realize, you know, that, that smile, that nod, that gr- warm greeting, th- things like that can, can go a long way for people. It's all about you the know? human touch. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And that's important. So so yeah. so moving from that, here's one that was that occurred on Thanksgiving, sent to us by our good friend Ian Grimley. This was Who's dur- the treasurer. The treasurer of OSIP. Of OSIP. Um on Thanksgiving, there was a college football game between Mississippi State and Ole Miss, and uh, a brawl ensued. That featured punches, ejections, an overturned touchdown, and the greatest penalty of all time, unsportsmanlike conduct on everybody. Literally, the referee came out, signaled unsportsmanlike conduct, and said it's on everybody. Absolutely everybody was hit for that penalty. Now, granted, the penalty's offset, but... In football, when you have unsportsmanlike penalties, two of them and you're done. You're ejected. So basically everyone then was had one checked off, and the next one by anybody meant an automatic ejection. So, <laughs> And that's why there were ejections in the game, because not just because people were fighting, but there was at least one kid who had, re- who had received an unsportsmanlike conduct earlier in the game. So because of this, this kid was automatically ejected. He might not even have been in the in the play or the brawl at that particular time. Mm-hmm. Talk about being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, and but. some people were trying to stop it, right? So it 
kind of um, it's sort of like you know you're putting everyone in you know it, just because the actions of a few right can really screw up everyone else right according to this article here by Chris Quick. Mississippi State and Ole Miss had a Thanksgiving to remember. Instead of coming together to have a friendly game of football on the holiday, the two teams fought like family members on opposite sides of the political spectrum. Uh, this game is known as the Egg Bowl. And, and referencing our political uh, right. podcast. Exactly. So um, the, the entire incident took place as time expired in the third quarter. Ole Miss wide receiver A.J. Brown appeared to score on a touchdown as the third quarter uh, ended. That's when the fighting started. While in the end zone, a Mississippi State player appeared to throw a punch at Brown. That ignited the brawl. Old Miss quarterback Matt Corral and cornerback Jamal Peters got into it. Peters ripped off Corral's helmet and threw a punch during the fight. After the dust settled, unsportsmanlike conduct was called on everyone. Yes, every single player was called for the penalty. Three players from Mississippi State were ejected following the brawl. Old Miss lost defensive back C.J. Moore for his actions during the fight. Um, the brawl could have wind up having significant implications on Mississippi State because they continue to play and Old Miss is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that touchdown didn't even count. The refs determined Old Miss snapped the ball too late. The touchdown that ignited the brawl never actually happened. And after all that, Mississippi State went on to win 35-3. to Wow. So, go figure. Yeah, that's... Um, and it was, a, it was a mess, too. Yeah, it was. According to the video... It took a while to even, separate you, people. And to and, sort everything out. Exactly, exactly. And you couldn't even tell what was going on. Yeah, no, it was, it was, a, it was a mess. Now, were the, were the players, in addition to the coaches and the players, benched at the time also... Yes, so was, absolutely. Every field personnel person. Personnel person. Personnel person. Yeah, that's okay. Subsequently, I'd like to try that again. Um, Everyone on and off the field. Associated. With the with, competition. Exactly. Sure. Might not even, yeah. And, and, How about the owners? Yeah, I'm sure the owners, <laughs> I'm sure that the, the, the deans of the schools up in the press box. Oh, yeah, the uh, deans, yeah. not the owners. Yeah. This is college football, exactly. I forgot. Or the, the school president, you know, could okay, be anyone. So, like, yeah. all the faculty of exactly. the school as well. Exactly. There's an adjunct faculty member right now who just suffered an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. <laughs> so, the penalty for that is their... Uh, their parking space was moved back. <laughs> to I was going to say their $5,000 a semester salary was reduced to 3500 but sure, that works too. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, That's crazy, something. right? Has that ever happened? Not to my knowledge, not to my knowledge, but mm. uh, yeah, okay. it was it was kooky. It wow. was kooky. Mm. You might hear in the background we're basting that uh, the turkey that we were just just speaking of before. And, oh, uh, looks like there's some some stuff going on over there. So as we uh, we we prepare the post Thanksgiving Thanksgiving meal, that you know might as well act as the last supper for all I'm concerned. Right. You know? <laughs> so anyway. Moving on to uh, the final topic today to sure. kind of move things along and make it a little brief. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about sportsmanship from the standpoint of Thanksgiving and Black Friday and okay. everything that this this holiday weekend kind of entails. Sure. Um, Please make a reference to that South Park episode, the Walmart. Oh, God, yeah. Did- yeah, the, the Black Friday trilogy. actually a really good yeah. sort of jumping off point. Because when I first saw that, 
I was like, yeah, I mean, it's bad, but but then when you saw footage of actual Black Friday shoppers, right, go just bashing down the doors and breaking windows and steal practically stealing things right. from each other, mm-hmm. and and how there are deaths. <laughs> Like there's that there was a point where there was at least a couple deaths every year, right? On Black Friday, it's it's a little silly. This if consumerism you ask me. Yeah. is just makes you almost wonder. Like I I I'd shop at the first store that said, you know what, we're not open on Black Friday. Right. We'll open on Saturday, right? Just to prove a point. Yeah. Just I mean it's I mean and and look at how the 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 shopping madness on Black Friday has encapsulated the holiday of Thanksgiving. You know? Yeah. I mean, let's face it. Thanksgiving is an American holiday. It's not a religious holiday. Okay? Uh, it is It is a, a, a holiday for anyone who is a citizen or a, a person who lives here, even if they're not a citizen, you know, for what, you know, however you want to classify them. People who live here, mm-hmm. um, that's what we're here to celebrate, you know, how we give thanks for the opportunity to be here in the greatest country in the world uh, and have the things that we have and, and the opportunities that we have. And we have completely overrun it with the the, the fact that we're moving the, the shopping for the, the, the holiday season farther and farther back. I mean, the holiday season in itself has become all about the consumer rather than about any of the the religious implications. I mean, the Christmas decorations are going up now in... July. (laughs) I mean, whatever happened to... Okay, you got Halloween. Right. And then you got Thanksgiving. Right. And then Christmas. Right. Right? One's at the end of October, end of November, end of December. Right. They should have their own pockets. Yes. You know, the... it's it's Halloween became Christmas part one, Thanksgiving became Christmas part two, and Christmas became Christmas part three. And New Year's is Christmas part four? Right. You know? I mean, if we look at the diagrams of dates known as calendars, we might as well just put Christmas on every single month. You know, when, oh, we, when yeah. we flip to October, we might as well just look, oh, it's Christmas. Yeah. You know? Um, we were talking about it yesterday about how Okay, you've got a you've got a secular holiday in Thanksgiving right. where it can it can have certain religious implications, but it's clearly a, a an American holiday. Right. Okay. Um, as such, not everybody takes off on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Okay, there are certain establishments that choose to remain open on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Certain things that people like to do on Thanksgiving that are not the traditional thing. Right. Um, you know, you've got things like restaurants that stay open, you know, who, mm-hmm. for people who don't want to cook Thanksgiving dinner, you know, mm-hmm. you've got movie theaters that stay open. You've got gas stations and convenience stores that stay open. You have supermarkets that are open at least in the morning and early afternoon so that people can continue to get what they need. Liquor stores, things mm-hmm. like that, you know. So there's there's a reason for, you know, a, a, a certain amount of of enterprises to remain open and doing business on said holiday. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Um, 
in fact, I mean, look at look at the the people who decide to work on Thanksgiving because they see it as an opportunity to make a little extra cash. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get holiday pay, so right. you're getting more. You or know. they're being nice enough to cover someone else's shift. Exactly. That yeah, I saw this when I used to work at Starbucks. Um, you know, we would have people say, you know, like, all right, take the rest of the day off, spend time with your family. Right. And uh, you know, which is which is really nice. But then we had actually we had some customers who would come in and and give us some Thanksgiving right. leftovers, right. which is great. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, there's your, there's a good act of sportsmanship yep. right there. Yep. You know, they know that you're working when you could be spending time with your family. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, you know, in the retail world, it's sort of a way to kind of develop a camaraderie with your coworkers right. when you're all there together, um, you know, during a holiday when you could be spending time with your family, but you need the extra money, you know, you need the, you need the time and a half. And you could also work out, I'm sure certain businesses work out schedules so that they kind of split the baby down the middle and say, listen, if you, you know, if, if you're doing Thanksgiving dinner in the afternoon, can you come in for a later shift? You know, something like that, you know, yeah. that, or, or vice versa, you know, right. work, work noon to five. If you're doing dinner at seven, are oh, you mm. doing d- dinner at two? Can you come in at six? You know, things yeah. like, you know. I'm sure that there are plenty of businesses that kind of play let's make a deal like that and mm-hmm. make it worth everybody's while. And that again, fantastic. I mean, look at look at uh, the football games that we have on Thanksgiving and and, and that enterprise, the, mm-hmm. you know, the entertainment enterprises of, you know, the Thanksgiving Day parades and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So there are all these different um parts of our society that don't observe Thanksgiving the way that we might traditionally look to observe it. And that's fine. However, as a result of the consumerism, I feel really bad for those people who have to work on Thanksgiving in the consumer industry as a way of, you know, people getting a jump on the holiday shopping and things like that. Um, one of our friends who, who works for OSIP was telling me about how her aunt who is a high-ranking official, I believe, for J.C. Penney, mm. had to work all day on Thanksgiving from sunup to sundown and beyond. I mean, as as you know, as someone who's like a like a high-ranking manager um, in like the jewelry department, I think up on like Staten Island, it's it's mm. a you know it completely changes the dynamic of the family, and they don't hold Thanksgiving dinner I think until Saturday. Mm. You know, so so that's I mean, talk about about crazy, you know, wow. and, and it's just, to me, it's unfortunate, you know, I, there are, you know, there are certain ways you can spend holidays. Like, you know, we talk about how, how holidays are meant to be spending time with family and friends and loved mm-hmm. ones, you know, all, all the, all the power to the people who decide that these holidays are best spent volunteering, you know, mm-hmm. people, you know, going to soup kitchens or, or, or churches and whatnot and, and holding, you know, a Thanksgiving dinner feast for the people who are less fortunate, who don't have family, who don't have the ability to to get food. Things. I mean, that's that is fantastic. These are these are all wonderful things, and there's a lot of good that goes into it. But you just have to wonder where that line gets drawn, as opposed to you know when when is enough enough? Mm-hmm. You know, and and as you mentioned, as we talked about Black Friday in general, the the amount of 
ridiculousness that goes into that. I mean, remember, it was only a couple of years ago, and I'm sure it still happens to a certain degree, but now that a lot of places are open on Thanksgiving, it probably doesn't happen as much. Look at all the all the stores that open midnight Thanksgiving in the huh. Black Friday, and you, you drive, you're driving home from Thanksgiving dinner, and you see people camping out Thursday night into Friday right. waiting to get a good deal on a TV at 12.05 a.m. on Friday morning. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a, it, I don't know if sad is the right word because I don't want to insult people who choose to do this, but because everyone's allowed to do what they want, but maybe it's more about just a call to an examination of consciousness, you know, or, or an examination of conscience, I should say. Right. You know, then say, listen, you know, what's, what's really going on in your life that you put the, uh, the gain of of consumerism of how much money you can save mm-hmm. when spending money ahead of your family. Although I do know a family that has one of my students has Thanksgiving on Wednesday. Okay. Um, because we a lot of people get that day off too. Okay. Because of travel. Right. So they have Thanksgiving on Wednesday. And they spend their time with their family then. And then as a family, they shop together. On Thursday? On for black well, for Black Friday. Right. But to me, I think they've kind of struck a bit of a balance because they're not cutting Thanksgiving short. Right. They're just celebrating it early. Right. There's doesn't matter when you celebrate it. I mean, you could still get together with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, enjoy the things you have and be right. thankful for the things you have. Right. Um, and have that balance of, of shopping, but mm. not at 12.05 in the morning. Right. Right. That's important, <laughs> maybe, too. Maybe, yeah. maybe earlier in the morning, like maybe 6 or 7, but, you know, not, not at 12. Right. Um, so I don't know. I think a balance has to be struck. If you, I don't part personally, I don't participate on Black Friday. I mean, Friday. listen, we've got we've gotten the technology now where you can Cyber sl- Monday. Exactly. Look how many great deals. If you're that concerned about great deals, look how many great deals you can get yeah. from the comfort of your own home, right? As opposed to having to leave the house. Yeah. Or just wait. Yeah. I mean, you, like a lot of companies foresee a huge boon in sales, right? Right. So they they. They overship and they overstock mm-hmm. for that purpose. Right. Um, although, yes, some things still do run out because if the deal is really, really great, supply and demand. Right. You know. So, um, but actually, it, just tonight. Actually, tonight, I'm I'm actually going to be getting a new phone. Oh, fantastic! So I'm going to be getting an upgrade. Okay. And they're doing. I think they're uh, with Verizon. They're doing some. Um, deal that's like it's four hundred dollars off on the the iPhone ten. Oh wow. Which is you're welcome, Apple. Yeah. <laughs> uh maybe I should look into that because I've had, I've had my iPhone five for God knows how long right. and I've refused to upgrade since they got rid of the free phone with a contract. Mm-hmm. You know? So now they're now they're just bleeding the the cost, the of, cost the of the phone into in, your monthly exactly, payments. and I'm not paying more for that if my right. phone's still working. But I'm yeah, you know, I'm getting a good deal on it. But I'm not like one of those crazies that's going to be up at twelve o'clock in right. the morning right. 
to 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 get that. I mean, I'm you know I'm waiting till Sam comes back from work, and then we're going to go together. Right. Nice bonding experience. Right. You know? And yeah. you know it. It's just. I know it'll be there. Yeah. I mean. And the other thing too is, look at the resources we do have with the technology. How difficult is it if you're that concerned about a good deal? Mm-hmm. How difficult is it to use the technology to research that deal? I mean, right. it, I think a lot of people get consumed by the fact that they have to have something as soon as possible, no matter mm-hmm. what the cost. And we now have the ability to compare prices, search for promo codes, um, you know, do all these different things to help us find the best deal. And if you're really that concerned about the math, Sit down one day and say, okay, uh, I really want this specific TV, let's say. Just pick, pick an item that, that you'd like to research, okay? Find out what the cost of that TV is in store, whatever store you want to go to, and then find out what the cost of that TV is online. Compare what you would save if there's a difference factor in okay what would i have to pay in shipping and when would i get it mm-hmm. versus uh what would i pay in gas and wear and tear on my car and insurance you know mm-hmm. i mean and really slice the baloney thin and find out every single thing that you're ultimately paying for your time your your worry your physical dexterity of having to lift the tv up from the car and bring it inside and you know mm-hmm. all those types of things I'd be willing to bet that more often than not, you'll find it's equal. You'll find that what you're paying for inconvenience to have it shipped to you uh, is basically about equal to what you're going to get if you buy, if you go to the store and get it, try and get a good deal. Right. I'd be willing to bet that, hmm. you know? So, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's, it's, it's mind boggling, you know? Yeah. And and I think the, the the other point that I'd like to make about it, you know, we talk a lot. We're talking a lot about the consumerism. We're talking a lot about the spending time with family and all those things. Mm-hmm. How about the sportsmanship that takes place at the dinner table on Thanksgiving? Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, we we just read it in this as a joke in this one article, and we hear the stories about it. We see the skits on SNL about families that are always bickering and whatnot, mm-hmm. and you know, because you have the the stereotypical political divide at the table, uh, you know, where the grandparents might be, you know, hardcore conservative and the, the teenagers and young adults are hardcore liberal. And I mean, I'm just kind of making things up to a certain degree, but, um, I mean, that's, that's no, you're, of, you're, you're, that's hit, kind of, that's kind of the, the nail on the head. Yeah. That's kind of how it is. Right. So, but. um, there's, there, there's that, that lack of understanding, mm-hmm. Um, that, 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 you know, that, that turns into like an attack or a perceived attack, um, you know, and, and it really makes you wonder like, how do we, how do we address that? Um, you mean, it, it seems simple to say that everyone just needs to be more tolerant. Uh, it seems simple to say, well, it's tough because the people who are the senior citizens are not going to be as, uh, open to, understanding someone else's point of view. I, I totally understand how simple that is. It's just, it never really comes down to being practically that simple. Right. You know, um, it's almost like any perceived slight 
that was not even intentional is is being sought after. It's, it's like it's like a heat seeking missile, and, they, and you know they, the 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 radar goes off as soon as they see it, and all hell's going to break loose. Like when I was when I was I went to Thanksgiving. I went to my sister's in Hoboken, and there was five of us. There was me, my mom, my sister, my brother in law, and my girlfriend, and we're talking about something and. Uh, topic of uh, 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 someone's funeral came up and they were asking where it was held and whatnot and we mm-hmm. mentioned a specific church and a, den- a, a denomination a religious denomination that were at that church and there was a lot of a little bit of confusion as to you know what it was about how you know what did it stand for what were its beliefs etc and it was almost like people were on the defensive ready to uh, jump as soon as one poor word choice came out, one poor um, or, or questionable comment was made. You know, not not necessarily even meant to be antagonizing. Perhaps just more ignorant. Perhaps just more potentially. Uh, you know, had, could have the connotation of being slighting. You know, I mean, there's. It's who you know things people people did not mean to say in any sort of bad way. People were like, "Oh, what's that supposed to mean?" Mm-hmm. You know, and and we see it in a lot of other places. We see it, you know, when, in topics that people are very sensitive about. And it just seems like Thanksgiving and other holiday traditions where people gather for a feast or a meal is a prime target for people to get bent out of shape. Yeah, emotions are high, you know. So I, I guess what I would like to uh, portray, what I would like, the message that I would like to, to spread is to say perhaps we can all look upon ourselves and say, can we not get so offended when it's gray? If it's, if it's, if it's not clearly meant to be venomous, if it's not meant to be a direct attack, if it's not meant to be a finger point and say, you're terrible for believing X, Y, and Z. Perhaps we can all take a step back and say, hey, maybe someone's just not thinking about what they're trying to say and we're purposely misinterpreting it. We've all had a couple of glasses of wine, you know, things like that. You know, so it's stuff like that that kind of, you know, makes mm. you makes you scratch your head, you know. I know that, you know, to give you a funny story, I know that, you know, my sister and I are like that. Now, granted, we're siblings, you know, where we, we do that. You know, that's what siblings do. I don't know if people understand that. But most siblings usually fight about certain things. And my sister and I are like stark opposites, you know, not just because I'm a boy and she's a girl um, and not just because I'm a Yankees fan and she's a Red Sox fan. But there are, there are a lot of areas where we, we are just completely different. And... I think it's it's a it is a tough battle I think for us to always remember to take a step back and realize okay it's okay to be different. We're not no, normally neither one of us is trying to do anything to specifically spite the other person. You know? Mm. So without giving specific examples cuz I know my sister will attack me if I if I give some of them, but it's almost like, listen, I'm not, I'm not, what I'm, what I'm saying, what I'm doing is not meant to be 
uh, a, a personal attack on you. And I'm sure vice versa, you know? So, so I, think, I think everyone can kind of relate to that and understand that, you know, it's, it, it, it's just taken out of context. And that kind of goes to the idea of what happens during the course of competition, when there's a question about a call, when there's, you know, when there's, when there's kind of emotions running high, when people aren't really thinking about what they're saying because they're focusing so much on what's going on in the game. Or even if a pitcher accidentally throws close to a batter. Exactly. And it's the not, batter misconstrues it as a, exactly, you know, exactly. attack. Yeah, I mean, there, there are, believe me, there are a lot of, I mean, and I'm the first one to tell you there are a lot of times that I just wish people would know how to talk to people. You know, I and, and, and whatnot. And I'll also be the first to tell you that I have a lot of work to do to to really uh, separate the fact that people can ask me questions about a pitch, and when if I you know no matter what I call it, and and people are not attacking me. It's not it's not about me. Like you know, if someone doesn't like that I call a pitch a ball or a strike, it's not so much about me. It's more about them. It's more about them not you know wanting to wanting an edge when they compete. It has absolutely nothing to do with me as a person or as an umpire. You know, and that's a tough thing for for me to accept. And that's a tough thing for, I think for a lot of people to accept, especially when they're not in professional ranks. Mm. You know, and it's something that you probably see, uh, you know, at the at the dinner table. You see a lot of stuff where it's people don't necessarily uh, understand that it's not about you. It's not about, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's not, not a, you. Exactly. It's me. Exactly. Are you giving me the, it's not you, it's me speech? Cause I invented that routine. That thing. Exactly. All right. It's you. You're damn right. It's me. So I just, I, you know, like I, I can, I can cite chapter and verse of times like where it's not meant to be, a, poli- a, a, a personal attack, and people take it that way. And now, now, and as a, as a side note, that doesn't mean that we can't take a step back and realize that we probably should not be talking about it a certain way. You know, mm. I can recall in incidents where, you know, an, an incident, 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 subsequent. I I can recall times when. Everyone at the the dinner table was talking about one thing, and there's that one person who did not agree with it, and that person was really getting offended, even though at no point was anything being said directly to that person, uh, or or generally speaking about people who were of that particular mindset, you know, all that kind of stuff, and. It's more about you know that doesn't mean that there's an excuse for it, but it's more about just being. Uh, conscious of your surroundings, conscious of what you say that could have, you know, implications on other people, um, choosing to have conversations the right way, uh, and also trying not to be as, as offended or as simply, just simply stated, listen, if you disagree with something, politely say it, politely ask to change the, the, the conversation, you know, the, just say, listen, I don't necessarily agree with that, but that doesn't make us bad people. You know, mm. you know how many you know how many conflicts can be diffused if people just said something along the lines of, "Listen, I don't I don't agree with what you're saying at all. I still love you." You know? Yeah. It's amazing when you think about it. That's true. Are you are you drunk on tryptophan? Right now? Yeah. Me? Yeah. A little tired. Yeah, I think we all are. 
I think we all are. I think we've gone on long enough. This is supposed to be a short episode anyway, and I'm sure we're past the hour mark at this point. No. No? No. Are we almost at the hour mark? No. Wow. Wow. Mm, that's my that's my Luke Wilson, my Owen Wilson, Owen Wilson. as a lightsaber. Wow. 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 I got to find that again. That's a great one. Yeah. That's a great one. Well, I think we can wrap it up. Yeah, I, I thought had, this was really this good. This is good. It's short to the point, and we can all get back to whatever it is that we're doing as and, we suffer through. And what I what I would say as an advice as advice to our listeners is think on this throughout the holiday season. Yes. Um, you know, not just on Thanksgiving, but actually, really, anytime you get together with your family, right? Or anytime you get together with it. Any group of people. You should probably be thinking about it all the time. Yeah. You know, but the, but but when it comes to something like Thanksgiving, not to cut you off, Thanksgiving is a holiday where we should really be giving thanks 24-7, 365. But the, having that holiday really emphasizes the, us, the, the point that we need to observe it. It renews us each year that we need to remember that. So it's kind of the same thing here. We should be thinking that way all the time. But right. we, we're human. You know, we slip up, we, we forget sometimes, and it's nice to renew that. Yeah, so, absolutely. But, but you're absolutely right in that. Think about it when you're when you're with your family. Think about the differences that we all have. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just being okay with other people's differences doesn't mean you have to agree with them. Right. You know, it's a, unless someone is saying something so terrible as, you know, a, 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 an entire group of people need to be massacred, which is slightly out there. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty awful. I was, I was, I was being nice, but yeah, we'll go with that. But uh, yeah, so from all of us at OSIP, we hope that you all had a fantastic Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and we hope that you have a fantastic holiday season. We will be talking to you before the holiday season concludes, but uh, we just want to make sure that we extend our warmest wishes to all of you, regardless of what you do, what you celebrate, what you believe. We, you know, In the interest of good sportsmanship, we... We love and appreciate all of you. And uh, we encourage you, as always, to check out osipfoundation.org. Uh, on the website, you can always uh, click the, the link to submit your sportsmanship story, and we'd love to talk about it on the show and even have you on the show. On social media, you can find us at facebook.com slash osipfoundation, or Twitter is at osipfoundation, hashtag how you play the game. And as always, you can contact the show via email by emailing us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. We'd love to hear from you. We want your comments. We'd love to talk about it on the show. So, uh, Sean, thank you, as thank always. You. Yep. And uh, until uh, next time, we hope that uh, as you come down from that trip to Fan High, that you treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation, Incorporated. The producer-engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osipfoundation.org. If you're interested in advertising on How You Play the Game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org.